Hello everybody, welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I am your host, Corey, and joined with me is James. How are you doing today, James? I'm doing good. How are you doing, everyone? Good to see you. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, the Streets of New Capanna uh, preview cards, uh, the whole set here, uh, the new Rares and Mythics. Uh, But first I want to talk about some uh, ways you can support us. Uh, We have a Patreon. You can go to patreon slash mtg place we have a discord a discord you can join and talk with us uh we have a youtube you can subscribe to we're doing our first video podcast today so you'll see that up on there uh so it'll be on everywhere else so if you want to check out the video uh, it'll be on youtube uh also at mtg place um we're on twitter facebook all that we also have a tcg affiliate link uh thanks to you the people that have used that uh so if you click that link it's gonna be in our that show helps notes. us a lot by the way yeah it <laughs> helps support us a Thank lot you. um and uh we also have a new uh ad sponsor here uh, zencaster uh and zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio quality audio and video without needing the technical know-how records each guest locally and then uploads crystal clear audio and video right to the suite so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. Uh, if you're thinking about making a podcast, uh, video, or audio, uh, you can use our offer code zen.ai slash the MTG place. Again, that's zen.ai slash the MTG place and get 30% off of Zencaster Premium. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, what we're going to talk start out, oh, let's talk about the new mechanics in Streets of New Capenna. Uh, so the first one here is we got... Uh, conveys and uh conveys is you draw a card then discard a card and then if you discard a non-land card you put a plus one plus one counter on that creature so it'll be something like when it attack you convey so then you draw a card discard a card and if it's a non-land card you put a one one counter on it tokens uh, probably like that a lot <laughs> yeah and the next mechanic we got is casualty so casualty is when you cast the spell you may sacrifice a creature with power equal to whatever the casualty number is, so say it's casualty one, second creature power one or greater, to copy the spell when you cast it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to sacrifice one creature with that power. You can't like if it's casualty two, you can set two creatures of power one. It have to be one creature of power two or more. Right. Okay. So that's how they kind of get around that. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and then another new mechanic is blitz. That is, if you cast it for it's your blitz cost from your hand against haste and when this creature dies, draw a card, sack it at the next end step. So it's kind of like the, what was the one where you could rush it in before, dash? It's like that, that was except for you sack it at the end step and you draw a card. I think it was kind of like that. Yeah, or, or it couldn't block. It returns to your hand. Unleash was it couldn't block, but it had haste or something like that, if I remember right. Yeah, but so Blitz is you play it from your hand for its Blitz cost. It gains haste, so you can swing with it right away, uh, but then you sack it at the end turn and draw a card. Right. But you draw a card time. whenever it dies. So if you know opponent removes it, then uh, you'll get to draw a card anyway. Hi. Hello. I'm just doing a recording thing. Can like chill in the room for now. Okay. I'm sure they'll be back soon. So. All right. Uh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So I just finished talking about blitz. Uh, then we got uh, alliance. Uh, is the next one. Uh, that's when another another creature enters the battlefield under your control. You double. It's power until end of turn. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, but it's, so the Alliance keyword is basically an ability keyword 
that triggers whenever another creature enters the battlefield. So this one that I read was it doubles its power. Um, okay, so it depends on the card, basically. Yeah, but so it's basically another creature entering the battlefield. So it could so it could be like uh, Soul Warden's effect would be an alliance right. effect now. Okay. Because whenever yeah, yeah, a creature yeah. enters, it does something. Yep. Yep. That um, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so and then uh, let's see. They got shield counters now. So shield counter is when it enters, you might get a shield counter or you might place a shield counter on something. So it provides two benefits. First, if a permanent with a shield counter on it would be destroyed by an effect, you remove the shield counter instead. So okay, that's like the divinity counters from uh, Kamigawa. Yeah, right? so like murder, if it has a shield counter, it ain't going to die. Uh, but the second benefit is it perverts against damage. So if a permanent with a shield counter would be dealt damage, it's prevented and removed the shield counter. So if someone like okay. bolts it, you remove the shield counter. But the prevention effect is forced on any damage. So if someone deals yeah, one so damage to all one, yeah. yeah, if someone deals one damage to all your creatures and you have like a three three with the shield counter, you still lose the shield counter because it was dealt to damage and you have to remove it to prevent right. it. So. Yeah. So it's not quite as good because you don't have the control over that. But it's nice uh, for stickiness, I guess. Yeah, it does say that each instance of damage and destroy effect only removes one single shield counter, though. So if you find a way to give your creature, like, three shield counters, you would only have to remove one for each set of mm -hmm. damage or destruction on there. That would seem pretty busted if you're if there was, like, a, a way a card could... Well, there is a way... Them out, like... Well, yeah, I, think, I don't know if you could do it over and over, but I'm sure there's a card like, mm -hmm. oh, this enters a shield counter, and then if you were to give it another one with, like, put a shield counter on target permanent. Right, It's like, yeah. okay, the next two times it's it would like die to take damage. It's like an ETB thing. Yeah. And then there's a return mechanic it, yeah. uh, that we we used to play with back in Laurelin, uh, Hideaway. Yep. Hideaway's uh, hide good and bad, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Hideaway's <laughs> when it enters, you look at the top... X cards, uh, put a card under it, and then you it tells you when you're able to cast it for free on the card. Yep. So like the Moss Moss Warp Bridge, I think is what it was called, was the where if you had a, I think it was a creature power a creature powers ten or greater, you could unflip what was under the card. Yep. Yep. That you and had so, hidden away. So now they put hideaway on like I think enchantments in the set instead of lands. Yep. That's what it looks like. Uh, so we're going to get into cool. the set review. We're going to get into the set review. This set is about a family feud. There's the five family houses fighting each other. So there's only going to be... It's very, very Game of Thrones sounding. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's only going to be... It's there's only going to be uh, like eight or nine of each colored card. And there's a ton of multicolored cards. Because all the families are three color pairs. Um, so that's cool. Um, so, especially in draft, it's probably going to be a lot of three-color decks. It's got to be fun for, like, Commander and stuff, I'm sure. I'm going to get some feel for the multicolored stuff. Always good to see. Yeah, so, James, if you want to start reading the uh, first rare, it's a white rare we got up. All right. So, uh, as always, with uh, new sets, uh, I'm guessing, is this all the... This isn't all the spoilers yet, right? Or is this? Yes, this is the entire so set of Streets of New Capenna. This is the whole set. Okay, yep. sweet. So, uh, as we do with uh, new sets, this will be all of the rares in Mythics, of, and we'll go through the Wooberg order as we generally do. Um, we're gonna just stick with the rares and the Mythics because if we did everything, we'd be here for a very long time. <laughs> so, 
Our first white rare is Depopulate, which is two white white mana cost for a sorcery that says each player who controls a multicolored creature. Oh, uh, sorry. Each player who controls a multicolored creature draws a card, then destroy all creatures. Yeah, so Wrath of God, but if you have a multicolored creature, you draw a card. Yeah. Well, e- it's each player who does, but yes. Yeah. So anybody who has one draws a card. So it's yeah, white so card draw if you're the only one playing multicolor out. But mm-hmm. I mean, basically, I'd rather just still just play Wrath of God. Yeah, Wrath's still better, but it's an I, I guess it's a benefit. All right, next card we got is a new Elspeth. We got Elspeth Resplendent. It's three white white for legendary planeswalker Elspeth. It has five loyalty counters, and so this is a really small text. Uh, plus one, choose yeah. up to one target creature. Put a plus one plus one counter on it. And a counter from among Flying, First Strike, Lifelink, or Vigilance on it. That's the plus one. Minus three of the top seven cards of your library. You may put a permanent card with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield with a shield counter on it and put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. Or minus seven, create five, three, three white angel creature tokens with flying. So this is just pure creature everything. <laughs> Yeah, it buffs your creatures. It gets you well. The, the, so the first one buffs your creatures. It's going to give it a keyword and a one-one counter. Uh, second yeah, one is you're nice. gonna you're gonna get anything any permanent with CMC three or less and put a shield counter on it. So you can hit like a Sol Ring off that and get a shield counter. So if they blow up yeah. artifacts, it's not going to die. Your Sol Ring will not die. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. And then the alt is a bunch of angels with flying. This seems really good. Yeah, I feel it's good. I really mana. like this. I mean, five, I mean, five mana is on the upper tier of Planeswalker mana cost, but this is very playable, especially in Commander, if not Standard. Uh, and yeah, it's very powerful. The first the it's first like, two abilities are the best, in my opinion. Just the fact yeah, the that, ultimate's whatever. But yeah. The, that, that first ability, I think, is really good. Yeah, it's like, okay, I get 1-1 one, one in flying, or 1-1 one, one first strike, 1-1 one, one lifelink, or 1-1 Well, one and so many choice. times, like, Planeswalker abilities, like the Ajani abilities to do this, only last the end of turn. Where right. this does not. This is permanent. Yeah, and you see it's a permanent counter, huge. and what's nice is if you only have one creature, you put a 1-1 one, one counter on it and give it flying. Well, next turn, then you could use a different keyword and give it, like, first strike or lifelink. Yeah, you give it first strike. There's flying for yeah. first strike and, like, vigilance. Like, that's, yeah. you just make yourself a huge creature. Yeah, like, as long as they like can't deal with it. This card's awesome. <laughs> nice to see another Elspeth back finally. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Elspeth, so that's awesome. Uh, next up, we have Extraction Specialist. Uh, it is two white for a three-two uh, human rogue creature with lifelink, and then it says when Extraction Specialist enters the battlefield, return target creature card with mana two or sorry with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature can't attack or block for as long as you control um, Extraction Specialist. So, a bring back card in a creature that basically you want to do a creature that has keywords on it, looks like. Or does or has like an activated ability, maybe. Yeah, an ETB ability, or I mean, you just you just bring something back with this and then immediately sacrifice it off to like Ashnod's Altar or something, because then you could attack mm-hmm. and block with whatever you brought back. Yeah, it just killed. But it does have to have mana value two or less, so like. That's true. Yeah, 
So, I mean, there's plenty of Mana Valley 2 or less cards that can be dorks, though. That, like, but I'm just thinking at, you could bring... Mana you could, or something. Yeah, the combo I'm thinking of is you could play this, bring back, like, uh, what's the, the two-mana guy from Throne of Eldraine that flickers? Oh, yeah. It's like Charm Prince I or something. what it's called. Yeah. I think... But anyway, so it comes back... You bring that back, and then you flicker this, and then you get another thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, so, yeah, Charming Prince. That's, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, I think right. there's plenty of combos for this that... It's a cheap combo, basically. I mean, either way, uh, it's still a 3 for a 3-2 lifelinker. You get something back, and then mm -hmm. you just keep swinging with this till they block it. So. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Like, it's it's a fine card on its own. Next up... Next up, we have a Giada, Gita, Font of Hope. It's one and a white for a 2-2 legendary creature angel with flying and vigilance... Each other angel you control enters the battlefield with an additional 1-1 counter on it for each angel you already control. And it has tap at a white mana. Spend this mana only to cast an angel spell. That's for two mana. What the fuck is this? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, just two for a 2-2 with flying and vigilance. That by itself is a good card. And then it's a mana dork for angels. And then it pumps your other angels too. Yeah, like, like if you play what this, the if, hell? If, if you turn one, play one drop angel. Turn two, play this. Turn three, like Sarah Ascendant. Can... That's an yeah, angel, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it costs one, does it? Maybe it does. Yeah, Sarah Ascendant costs one. Okay, yeah, so play <laughs> Sarah Ascendant turn one, drop this, turn two, and then turn three, you now have four mana if you had a land, another land in your hand. You hit all your land drops. You now play a four mana angel that's going to get two 1 1 counters. Yeah, like. Okay, like That's talk about so an good. insane start in like an angel deck. What the like, hell? This this seems like the angel, the mono white angel commander. If you're running angel angels, tribal. you will run this card. Yeah, angel, you can. <laughs> this angel will tribal, run your deck. Angel tribal. This is your commander, and just play oh, a totally. mono white angels. One hundred percent. You will play this on turn two every single game. Yeah, this card is nutty. This is in. What the wizards? What are you doing? <laughs> this is this is busted. And way Super cheap, good. too. Like, holy yeah, only crap. Two mana. That's a good... This is probably one of the best cards in the set, honestly, right here. It's so good, yeah. Very good. Just the... Between the tech, the power toughness, and what it does, and the mana cost is just insane. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, next up, we have Halo Fountain. Uh, it is two and a white for an artifact. Uh... The artifact has uh, tap a white and tap it. Untap a tapped creature you control. Create a 1-1 one, one green and white citizen creature token. It also has tap two white and tap it. Untap two tapped creatures you control. Draw a card. Uh, and, okay, I have to count. One, two, three, four, five. So you tap five white and tap it. Untap, what the hell? Untap 15 <laughs> tap creatures you control, you win the game. <laughs> yeah, so this What is, is this? This is win the game in a token deck, so in your wrist deck, this just wins, right? Okay. What? Wizards, what are you doing? But this is all, what, most of the time, you're not even going to get the win the game thing. You're still going to play this in like a mono white deck because pay two, oh, untap yeah. two creatures, draw a card. It's white card draw. Totally. So, yeah, white card draw is always good. Yeah. Like, you're going to be able to make it a dark most of the time and draw a card probably a majority of the time, too, with this. 
So mm -hmm. uh, this is this is a really good card. I think this is going to be in like this every is white commander deck. If you play the token good. deck, you're going to play this. People are going to blow it up just because they don't want you to win with the uh, win the oh, yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing you have to have 15 creatures to untap for that to work, right? Yes, but like if you have, works, yeah. but if you have like you know what, what is the one uh, heritage druid or something where you can tap all your elves yeah. or like uh, mm -hmm. null mage, you can just keep tapping things to its effect, and you just use this and untap them all. So, or you just okay. swing with like 21 ones, and if they don't die, I mean, that, you win the that, game. I mean, anyway. either when, when, when you have 15 <laughs> anything anythings, you're probably in a good position. You don't need yeah. to win the game text. Like, That's why I said okay. the first two abilities are going to be used more often because. You oh, probably yeah. are going to win with that more than the win the this, game. This right. third ability is just silly. <laughs> <laughs> but fun to see, though. Definitely. Uh, next, we got Mysterious Limousine. This is three white-white for a 4-4 four, four artifact vehicle. Uh, whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, exile up to one other target creature until Mysterious Limousine leaves the battlefield. If a creature is put into exile this way, return each other card exiled with Mysterious Limousine to the battlefield under its owner's control and his crew too. Okay, so this is literally, uh, what, what was that, Angel? This is Resto. This is literally, this is literally Resto Angel, right? Uh, they had like the I... eat the things under the card and then it, when it goes no, away that's you get the Angel, things that's back. Angel of Serenity. Angel of Serenity. Oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so it's like that on... <laughs> A limo, a crude artifact creature. Yeah, it, but it's a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. It's good too I mean, because like you can you can just exile your opponent's crap and then like exactly. I mean that, he, that's exactly what you do with Angel Serenity. Attack, but, you literally yeah. just took your opponent's shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> and then took stuff out of your graveyard. Uh, this does this doesn't a target graveyard so does it? No, it doesn't target target graveyard. No, this is just in the play. battlefield. Okay, so it's it's not quite as good. But it's, it's only still, crew two for a four four. It's not bad. You'd probably, That's play very this, doable. you'd probably play this in the new vehicles pre-con deck that came out if you want to upgrade. Well, especially if you have any kind of creature tokens. I mean, yeah, you're going to probably easily use this. All right, next up we have Rabble Rousing. Uh, it is four white for an enchantment. It has Hideaway 5. So again, um, for those who, who don't remember what Hideaway is from back in the day. Uh, when this enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library Exile one face down, and then put the rest on the bottom in a random order. So you take the one card that you want, and you basically slip it under this until the um, hideaway... Um, uh, what's the word? The hideaway... Uh, um, yeah, the, 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 the trigger is met. Uh, so in this case, uh, that is, whenever you attack with one or more creatures, create that many 1-1 one, one green and white citizen creature tokens. Then, if you control 10 or more creatures, you may play the exile card without paying its mana cost. So you play your hideaway card for free. Yeah, so this, you can just swing with five dudes, make five one ones, and then immediately play it. Yeah, that's very easy to do. <laughs> it does cost five mana, though, for hideaway five. So you're going to want to put some is, each underneath this. It is a high expense CMC, or mana cost, definitely. But, I mean, you probably get it right away, so... But it's that's the bad. thing about Hideaway, though, is it's a double-edged sword. Like, you might just get a land, you know? Like, whoop-de-doo. That's, what I, that's yeah. what I personally didn't like about Hideaway. But mm. um, it, depends, it really depends on what the what's in the deck. Yeah, if you're playing a token deck, it seems okay. 
I don't know. It just like a one. Maybe if you're playing a one of in a big ass deck and you just want to and you want to get a bunch of one ones. I don't know. It seems okay. This is an okay card. But yeah, but if but if you have a deck where you like hit omniscience or something, yeah, sure. Oh, I play omniscience for free. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it, it can go either way. All right, next card we got Sanctuary Warden. Uh, this is four white white for a five five creature angel soldier with flying. When it enters the it enters the battlefield with two shield counters on Ooh, it. Two. And whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, you may remove a counter from a creature or planeswalker you control. And if you do, you draw a card and create a one one green and white citizen creature token. Okay, that seems pretty good. Yeah, this is really good in a counters deck, right? Because you just when it enters the battlefield mm -hmm. or attacks, you can remove a counter from anything. It doesn't have to be this. You can remove like a one-one counter from a creature. You can remove a planeswalker loyalty counter, and you draw a card and create a one-one token. Imagine, imagine this in like a modular deck or something like that. Yeah, or just a proliferate deck. It's like okay, I'm gonna take one counter away from one thing, draw a card, get this, and then I'm gonna oh, yeah. it back. <laughs> totally. Or if you have doubling yeah, honestly, season, it's... it's like okay, I got two one ones on this already, so I'll take one off <clears> and then get <laughs> right. Honestly, six for a five-five with flying and two shield counters—that by itself seems good. Yeah. Five-five so. five for for six mana, flying two shields—it's good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Next up. Okay, so that's it for white. What do you think about white? Uh, I white think, seems very good. <laughs> I think the haloed fountain and the uh, that two-drop is insane. That two drop is unless I see something else later on. Like I don't know what's going to beat that. <laughs> yeah, that and the Halo Fountain are the best white cards so far. I think. Yeah, by far they're just bonkers. Definitely going to want. All right, so next up we have uh, our first blue card is All Seeing Arbiter. It is four blue blue for a five four Avatar creature that has flying. Whenever All Seeing Arbiter enters the battlefield or attacks, draw two cards, then discard a card. Whenever you discard a card, target creature and opponent controls gets minus X minus O until your next turn, where X is a number of different mana values among cards in your graveyard. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting card. Um, I like to draw two discard a card when it attacks or enters. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. I like that it's an avatar if you just want to go nuts and play like five color avatar deck. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Um, the Very discard a card to thing to give something minus X is whatever because, like, yeah, you might have a couple different mana values, but like, so at most it's probably gonna be minus three, minus four, minus three, like, like maybe minus five if you really go for it. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like but, most people yeah. play like three cost or less stuff a lot in the index nowadays, just because they want their right. mana curve to be really good, and then they just play bombs. Mm -hmm. Like this would be your six spot bomb. Yeah. It's so so. I'd play it. It's alright. Yeah. In a Flyers deck or an Avatar. The, uh, the, the, the draw card, uh, uh, or draw two card uh, effect is good. Yeah. You, you could flicker that. You can just keep attacking with it and do that too. So oh, totally. Good. ETB or just attacking, honestly. Yeah. Alright, next blue card is Cut Your Losses. It's four blue blue for a sorcery. With Casualty 2, which means as you cast this spell, you can sacrifice a creature with power 2 or greater. When you do, you copy this spell, and you may choose new targets. Uh, and then the card does, target miller, target player mills half their library rounded down. Oh, God. <laughs> so if I copy this, you mill half, then mill half. 
that's <laughs> you lose like three quarters of your deck almost. Okay. <laughs> rip you rip your library. Yeah. Hello, Mill. How are you? I'm glad this is back in the format. If you have Everyone's Brubeck, favorite formats back. If you have Brewback out, this just without <laughs> copying it is insta win because they mill their whole deck because they mill double. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so in a Brewback deck, this is insta go in. You just you just win the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Or in Commander, so, yeah, you mill one um, guy because you're probably playing Brewback and Commander, so you mill one person out. Yeah. With it. <clears throat> yeah. It's basically another traumatize um, that you can copy if you want. Yeah. That'd be another Definitely thing. This actually be really good in Brewback because you could copy it and then mill two people out. Mm-hmm. So then two of your four, three opponents are dead. So like, bye, bye, see ya, nice knowing ya. Ha ha ha. But outside of that deck, Although, I don't think this is going to be played. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I do have to mention, this is that artist again. I can tell that I'm not a huge fan of. <laughs> the, this is Dominion... Or Dominic Matter. Because isn't that the same artist that does that does that faithless looting that we don't like? No, it's not. I don't think so. Let me. Oh, check. okay. It looks similar, so. I don't know. Look up. Look up. Uh, there's another card in this set that has it that you can definitely tell is that guy, and he's really bad. It's yeah, the okay. one with the ring. It's like uh, uh, socialist. What's that socialist called? socialist climber or social climber. Look up the streets of New Capenna card. Social climber. Real quick, see what the artist is on that. Is that the same guy? Did you find it? Yeah, I found it. Uh, okay, yeah, that is someone different. Yeah, what's the artist that does social climber? Uh, it's like I can't read it because it's too small. But uh, rarity number. Do you have artists on here, guys? Arley, Missouri, I think. I think is what that says. I can't. I can't read it very well, but because it's like very small. Let me see if I can find it here. I wish I could like expand the freaking picture on TCG here. It's Car Carly. Carly Mazur. Mazur. M A Z U R. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Mazur. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so that's the person who did that Facebook. Sorry, sidetracking. Okay, so I guess it is a different artist. Yeah, it just looked like it. It reminded me of the style, though. But, <laughs> but if you look at that card, sorry you can definitely tell it's the exact same. Because like, I hate the art on that card too. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I go on an artist tangent, but you know what I mean. You know, I'm an <laughs> art whore, so <laughs> I notice stuff like that. But yeah. So back to cut your losses. It's only gonna be played in Bruvac, probably. I don't see it being played otherwise, unless standard yeah. becomes a deck arch. You're just right. gonna combo it with a uh, freaking oops, bite. Oops, all cards milled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have errant street artist. Uh, it is just a blue. For a 0-3 legendary creature that's a human rogue, it has Flash, Defender, and Haste. Uh, it also has one blue and tap it. Copy target spell you control that wasn't cast. You may choose new targets for the copy. This is interesting. Yeah, so if you cast something for free off of something... Copy I target guess. spell you control that wasn't cast. Or copy a copy. Cast. So how do you copy something that you don't cast, though? You'd have to... So if you play something, it's like, oh, 
put the top... Well, wait. You'd have to copy a copy, right? Yeah, this, this, this I'm guessing, is kind of like how Mitch Mitch's... Uh, one of the, that one commander deck that he has where he yeah, copies, copies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you yeah, have Cal to copy Max, yeah. a copy to make this work. So it's basically you copy something else that's already copied. Yep. Interesting. I don't know, for one blue, there might be use for it. I'd have to look. There's probably There's some gotta be something. I'm thinking of that, like, yeah. you know, so. Definitely. Seems good, but it seems good, but it seems very It's very situational. But it is only one blue for a flash it's four very cheap. haste with this yeah. effect. So if you're playing a I mean, deck it's that a copy shit, yeah, it's a good blocker. <laughs> if you're playing a deck that copy shit, you probably put it in there. But if you run fork, yeah. you're gonna play it. Oh, definitely. This this probably helps forking for infinite combos. Yeah, There's right. gotta be a, a use for that. Which that's oh yeah, that's just what we need more infinite combo forks. <laughs> Yay, God. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, All next, right. up, next up, we got Even the Score, which costs X and blue, 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 three blues. Uh, this spell costs blue, 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 so three blues less to cast. If an opponent has drawn four or more cards this turn, and it's an instant, and it's draw X cards. So that's Ooh, so good. draw counter. That's kind of fun. Yeah, so your opponent... You're tired of your opponent drawing a bunch of cards. You're like, ha, ah, suck I'm going to draw a bunch of cards too for yeah. free. Your opponent's out there with, like, Consecrated Sphinx and just drawing a boatload of cards, and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to pay X, draw X. Yeah, seems good. I, I, I like that. I like, I like, I like stuff like this. <laughs> little, little retributionist yep. feeling. All right, next up we have Ledger Shredder. Uh, it is a 1-3 uh, bird advisor creature that has flying... Whenever a player casts their second spell each turn, Ledger Shredder conveys, or, or what is that, Knives? Knives, that's what it's called. Knives, Knives. Knives? I don't Kniv's. know how to pronounce that. Sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> Which, again, that's, that's uh, draw a card. Con- no, it might be Conveys. I don't know. Like the plural of no, Convey, because Convey was the mechanic, right? So Maybe. The plural. I don't know. But anyway, that's... Uh, Draw a card, then discard a card. If you discarded a non-land card, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. So, lots of... Uh, player cast their second spell each turn. Okay, so that's interesting. So if you're going against someone who's playing a lot of spells, then you get to draw cards. That's pretty nice. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you put a counter on it. Also nice. Oh, this is a really interesting mechanic, just in general. Yeah, I still don't know if it's convise or conveys, but whatever. It says convey in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's thing. it's oh, a weird know. word, like the pronunciation. <laughs> you're conniving, like you're evil. I mean, because they're all they're all supposed to be sneaking around on each other. All the yeah, people. exactly. So maybe it's conniving, like you're a conniving person. Yeah. Alright, anyway, so it's a 1-3, and you can put 1-1 one, one counters on it, and you can loot, put a 1-1 one, one on it when you cast your second spell. Or when anyone casts their second spell. It's not that bad. No, not bad at all. Seems weird. seems good. I mean, people cast spells. I mean, you gotta cast spells to play the game, so... Alright, next up we got Reservoir Kraken. 
two blue blue, so four mana, six six Kraken. Trample Ward two. At the beginning of each combat, if Reservoir Kraken is untapped, an opponent may tap an untapped creature they control. If they do, tap him and create a one one fish token with this creature can't be blocked. It seems good. That's that seems extremely good. Like it's four okay, just... for six, six trample ward two. And then they yeah. can tap it down by tapping one of their things. Right. But if they do, you get a 1-1 one, one unblockable. Right. <laughs> that seems awesome. Yeah, so you're just going to get a boatload of 1-1 one, one tokens if they you're don't gonna, want to Yeah, say, oh, no, six. my big creature can't tap, but then every time you tap it down, you're going to make me my board bigger. Yeah. Which I feel like that's probably what you want anyway. If you're doing something like this, you're giving yourself board advantage. Yeah, it's, I think that's good for four mana. This is gonna be, I think yeah. this is going to be a bomb and limited. Oh yeah, they're totally. gonna they're gonna sit there and give you a one one that can't be blocked every turn until you win. Like, and and they can't really deal with it either because it's got war two. <laughs> yeah, they gotta pay two extra mana to kill it. They so gotta pay two extra mana to do five. anything to it. You gotta waste yeah. the whole turn. To Seems kill it. good to me. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. I think that is like for its downside. Well, downside. I don't really see that as much of a downside personally. Very good card. It's much better than the the black one was that they when they did this, they like just oh, put one yeah. counters on it or something. But it's like whatever mm. because it's tapped, it can't attack. Yeah. Oh no, I'm getting it's getting bigger, yeah. but I can't attack. Like what do you do? That's stupid. Now this is way better. Where they're like, oh yeah, you're tapping on this, but huh, here's my board. This yeah. is gonna yeah. I have twenty one ones, but uh, twenty one ones means you're dead. So <laughs> if you don't have a board. Uh, next up, we have Undercover Operative. It is two blue blue for a zero zero shapeshifter rogue creature. Uh, you may have Undercover Operative enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it enters with a shield counter on it if you control that creature. Okay, so this is a clone. So it's a clone that gives you a shield counter if it's your creature. Yeah, so if you clone your own That's thing, cool. you get a shield counter. Otherwise, if you clone an opponent's for literally the thing, same, literally the same mana cost. Yeah, so if you play clone, you're gonna play this going into clone's deck. This is just all around better than clone. So yeah, this is just all around better than clone. Yee, for sure. I think I think that's very playable, hundred percent. It's literally a new clone that's better. I mean, I'm good with that. Uh, next up, we got Wire Tapping, four blue for an enchantment hideaway five, uh, and then whenever you draw, are they your all first... hideaway five? Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. But that's a, yeah. Whenever you draw your first card during each of your draw steps, draw a card. Then if you have nine or more cards in your hand. You may play the exile card without paying its mana cost. This is just really good. Because it's going to draw you two cards a turn, and then if you happen to have nine cards. So, like, instead of drawing one, you're going to draw two every turn. So, like, that's good oh, in totally. itself. And then if you have nine more cards, you play yeah. whatever's free. So, this exactly. one is better than the white one already, because, like, even if you never want to play the hideaway card, you're still going to get to draw an extra card every turn. Yeah, that seems very good. Yeah. And I like that it's called wiretapping, so you're wiretapping to spy on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for blue, it looks like. Uh, what what's do you think? That, yeah, what's, what, what blue card are you going to play? What card do you think was best? Um, I mean, Undercover Operative is just a better clone. That's really good. Um, 
even the score seems really good and a lot of like kind of counter uh, counteractive decks. Yeah, I like the all the, seeing arbiters pretty decent. Yeah, I like that draw. Or X. The, the the kraken's really good. That's yeah, probably the kraken's good, good too. I like the kraken. Yeah. I like the draw X in response to them drawing cards, so that's good too. Mm-hmm. Seems good to me. It's overall, I, so far, some... blue seems weaker than white, though. But oh yeah, white was way better. It's got good cards though. It's definitely not bad, but white was way better. All right, so on to black. Uh, first black card we have is Angel of Suffering. It is three black black for a 5-3 Nightmare Angel creature. Interesting. Uh, with flying. If damage would be dealt to you, prevent that damage and mill twice that many cards. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a 5-3 flyer. Yep. I, uh, I that, like this card. Okay, just, this... this card's awesome. <laughs> I think this is hilarious. Well, I like it because, you know, it's it's a 5-3, and you're just going to take damage until you don't want cards. And until you're like almost yeah. on cards in your deck, then you're like, all right, I'm just going to block and die. <laughs> Kill yep. this thing off. <laughs> Dead, this card is great. This this is black written all over. Yeah, mini protection. <laughs> fill my graveyard. Like, put this in my, my Carador deck mm-hmm. and just fill my graveyard. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, seems good. I love this card. It's black in, every, in all of its... Essence. It's it's this is black in all of its glory. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Body Launderer. Uh, he's two black black for a three three Death Touch Ogre Rogue. Uh, whenever a non another non token creature you control dies, he conveys, uh, and then when he dies, return another target non rogue creature card with equal or lesser power from your graveyard to the battlefield. Okay. So four three three death touch. You're going to convey whenever anything dies of yours. It's not a token. Yep. So you draw a card, discard a card, and you get plus one plus one. Yep. And then when he dies, you bring back something when he that's dies. weaker than him into play. That seems really good. So I mean, so theoretically, you're probably going to get that off at least a couple times because yeah. things die. So basically, theoretically, you could basically look for anything in your graveyard when this thing dies. Yeah, like especially if, if you're playing this in like aristocrat deck, this is going to get huge with death touch, mm-hmm. and you're going to be looting to put shit in your graveyard that's big anyway. Right. And then you're going to bring that back. When it's it like dies. okay, I'll bring back like Kakusho or something. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think this is really good. It's only four mana. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's wor- cheap. like the worst case scenario, this is four for a three three death touch that gets you back something that's two power or less. It's basically a dread return that does stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's going to trade off their, but it's going to trade off one of their things when you block, and then you're going to get something back in the worst case. Yeah, worst, yeah, good. worst case. This, this is good. This is good. Yeah, that's a good creature. Black's freaking bringing it, man. And I like that he's the bo- body launderer. Like he's laundering. Yeah, I know. That's like I, lo- I love that. Name. <laughs> The the flavor in this set is ten out of ten. I absolutely love this set so far. It's Hiding awesome. all the dead bodies. <laughs> uh, next up, we have a cemetery. Another great name, cemetery tampering. Uh, two black for an enchantment with high again hideaway five. <laughs> uh, so again, that's you know look at the top five cards. Choose something. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may mill three cards. Then, if there are 20 or more cards in your graveyard, you may play the exile card without paying its mana cost. So it's another pretty uh, sick, good self mill card if you want to. If you're playing a self mill mm-hmm. deck, where that matters. Anyone who's playing like Dredge or literally 
any kind of like reanimate deck, this is very good. Mm-hmm. It only costs three too. Like yeah, that's good. Not bad. Just to be able, it's like three for just mill three every turn. I think people would. Yeah, play. this is like a dredging engine slash entombing engine. Like seems good, man. And it's optional too. It says you may. You don't. Yeah, you don't to have to. Mill. It's only it's a may so. ability, which is also good. And then you can get something in for free as a benefit. So yeah. All right, next card we got we got cut cut of the profits. It's X black black for and casualty three. So as you cast this spell, you may sacrifice a creature power three or greater. If you do, copy the spell. Draw X cards, lose X life. Okay, this is kind of crazy because I could pump like mm-hmm. five into into X, right? So I'm drawing five cards and then sack something with power three or greater, and then I'm drawing ten cards. Yep. That's good. And you lose five life, which in black, who whoop de doo who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you copied it, but yeah. Right, still, whoop de doo who cares? And you, uh, life's a resource when you're playing black, man. <laughs> Another cool name because you're getting a cut of the profits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Drawing I'm, more I'm cards. Absolutely, I'm absolutely loving this. I'm a sucker for, like, <laughs> concept stuff like this. And this, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, drawing cards seems very good. <laughs> the, other, the other funny thing is, is like the artwork. It's, yeah, you're gonna get cutting the profits. It looks like they're cutting up the dead guy. It's yeah. like, and, and then it's like, like turn, and it's turning into too. gold. Yeah, it's turning into gold <laughs> as they cut them up, which is weird. But okay, this is awesome. <laughs> so metal, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, seems good. Uh, next up, we have Sanguine Spy. It is two and three, or two and three, Jesus Christ, sorry. It is two and black for a two, three, there we go, uh, vampire rogue creature with menace and lifelink, uh, and it has tap a colorless, sacrifice another creature, look at the top card of your library, you may put that card into your graveyard. It also has, at the beginning of your end step, if there are five or more mana values among cards in your graveyard, you may pay two life, if you do, draw a card. That seems good. Yeah, it seems all right. Uh, t- a two-three lifelink menace for three is good. The second other creature, look at the top card you may put it in your graveyard. Is whatever. It's just a sack outlet if you happen to need one. Sack outlet's always nice. Um, but the it's not that hard to get five different mana values to keep paying two no. life draw cards. I mean, bad. especially if you're uh, trying to put stuff in your graveyard, like you have that right. kind of deck. That's pretty easy to do. Seems like good. It. Very playable. Next up, we have Shadow of Mortality, which costs 13 black black. <laughs> so it costs 15 mana, 13 colorless, and black black. For a 7-7 seven, okay. seven avatar, if your life total is less than your starting life total, this spell costs X less, or X is the difference. So okay, you, so this is kind of like a Death Shadow kind of thing. Yeah, okay. so if you're like 5 mana less than your starting, then it costs, instead of 15, it costs 10. 10, if, right. You know. But if you're playing the commander, you know, you could be like 13 down and that just costs two for a 7-7. Seven, seven. Mm-hmm. This is really good in commander, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you a lot less, a lot more life to lose. Constructed, you're going to be at like 7 life until like... Until, until you play basically two. 2. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting I card. I think it's interesting. I mean, it's just a 7-7 seven, seven, though, I mean... Yeah, it's still just a vanilla 7-7 seven, seven for... Like even for like two at least get, seven, give, seven, me a, two, give me give like, me a keyword or something for this. Come on, at least yeah, I'm unless, flying or something. Unless you're guaranteed to catch it for two every single time, I don't. Yeah. See you playing it. I mean, again, I love the flavor, but if you're playing a Death it's, it's Shadow a little, deck, you might play this. 
This is, this is good for a Dutch shadow deck, but yeah. this seems kind of vanilla, unfortunately. But cool, cool idea, though. I love it. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Shakedown Heavy. It is a it is two and a black for a 6-4 Ogre Warrior creature with Menace. Whenever Shakedown Heavy attacks, defending player may have you draw a card. If, you, if they do, untap Shakedown Heavy and remove it from combat. Okay, so it's like you bribe him not to attack so you can draw cards. Yeah, that's why he's the shakedown heavy. He's the guy there. He's like, hey man, you gotta pay up. Okay, well I'll, I'll give you a card so that you don't you know kill me right now. So you don't deal so six to my face. Yeah, yeah. So that I get another day to pay you back. You know, right? I love <laughs> it's it. A six, it's a six-four so minutes. It's a six-four for three. That's good. I know, that's busted. Like, I'm gonna, if, you're if gonna he, play this if he attacks, time. good luck, fucker. Yeah, it, he's just gonna attack, and he's gonna, they're, like, they want you to draw the card, because, like, yeah. you're just like, alright, sweet, I, it's a, like, if you think of it, it's basically three mana for attack, draw a card, like, every single time. It's a because, free draw engine, man. Like, you who's, play, gonna, you, who's gonna take six, or block it yeah. with two creatures, like. Exactly. Oh, no one's gonna man. Do it. And, and it's untapped and removed from combat, so he can still block. Right, so, exactly. He's still a blocker. Still block with six four after you get. A it's card. literally a blocker that gives you free cards. <laughs> Seems good. This is good. I like, it costs I like three the mana. <laughs> and I the, love the, it. the flavor text is look, we, look. We both get what we want. I get your halo. You get to keep your kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> I should be reading the flavor text on these yeah, cards. The halo, the is, halo is like their 10. halo is like their drug of choice in this. Like everyone wants the halo. It's like their. They want the Halo, 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 Halo. That Beyonce song or whatever. Yeah. No, it's some sort of drug <laughs> in this set that they're all fighting over. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we got right. Tenacious Underdog. One in a black for a 3 2 human warrior uh, with Blitz. Two black, black, pay two life. If you cast this spell for its Blitz cost, it gains haste. When this creature dies, draw a card and sacrifice the beginning of the next end step. And then it says you may cast him from your graveyard by using its Blitz ability. Ooh, so it's like Unearth. Yeah, so here... Nice. I think you're going to play it for two the first time for a 3-2, let it die, and then you're going to keep playing yeah. it from your graveyard to swing you're with just a 3 bring it and, back, draw, man. and draw cards every turn. Seems just good. draw them cards. Seems pretty good. Sick. I like it. It, it, literally, do, it literally doesn't die. It keeps coming back. Yep. <clears throat> and draws your cards. Yep. Seems good. All right, so uh, that's it for black. Um, Flavor-wise, I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really it's love got some, some of the good black flavor, cards, man. flavor wise. Uh, the best thing um, I think is that that four the four mana. Uh, what was that? Let me look at that again. The body launder, or are you talking yeah, the about body, the, the body launder, yeah. the angel of suffering. And the heavy and the shakedown heavy are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love the, Those the are flavor. Good of cards. Heavy. The flavor is <laughs> great, and then the cards are also good. <laughs> like these are really playable. Uh, like yeah, they have trade offs, but they're not necessarily bad trade offs. Like you're still getting shit in return. Yep, yep. Like it's good stuff, man. Because I remember back in the day when trade offs sucked. Like I think these are good. Uh, so far, I think white <laughs> is the best, and black's probably second best. Black so stuff's black. second best, easy. This yeah. is good. and blue is like the third best so far. Blue's still pretty good. Yeah. All right, we're on to red. Um, first of all, we have arcane barb. So yeah, let me say that again. 
Arcane Bombardment. Uh, four red red for an enchantment. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, exile an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard. Then copy each card exiled with Arcane bar Bombardment. You may cast any number of the copies without paying their mana costs. Ooh, so hello, Storm. <laughs> yeah, this just seems very... Look, if you can get drop this out... If you could cheat this into play before turn six is the mm -hmm. ideal scenario. So you could build a deck around that, because every time you cast a spell, you're getting something from your graveyard removed under it, and then casting every single thing that's ever been removed under this. So the first mm -hmm. turn you're getting... So you play Bolt, and you have nothing in your yep. graveyard, so whatever. Then you play, you know, Flame Slash or something, or Wild Slash, like, and then you and get you a bolt, bolt and that, <laughs> and then you play whatever, you get that and the Bolt yeah. and that, so... Yeah, like, it's, it's going to slowly bombard the shit out of them. Like, the naming is good. This is, bombardment. This is good and burn, too. Like, oh. Yeah, I think this is going to be... Very if you good. can somehow get this out earlier than turn six, it's going to be great. There's got to be, like, a seething song or, or like, you know... What, yeah, what you those, can like, ramp into this. Things. Ramp spells. There's probably some... And then you even get, like, ramp spells with it, like, too. Like, can you oh. imagine if you get, like, Jessica's Wills exiled under this? <laughs> And it's like, oh, every turn time I'm gonna mm -hmm. cast Jessica's Will for free, where I draw and play shit for free, and then like right. get a bunch of mana. That's gonna be good in Commander. Everyone was talking. This was a really hyped card on Reddit, so people. Yeah, like uh, seems good. <laughs> All right, next up, we, next up, we got the Devilish Valet, uh, two and a red for a one-three Devil Warrior Trample Haste. And he has alliance. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you double its power until end of turn. So he just gets bigger. Yeah, he just gets bigger, and he has trample haste. Yeah. So um, those are some good keywords for that. Uh, it does say whenever another. So if you can play, if you play this in like a goblin deck, make up like you know four mm -hmm. goblins in a turn. It's going to double and then double and then double like, and then double. Rabble master. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be four doubles. It's going to be fast. Realistically, though, you have to put what, like three, at least three tokens into play for it to be good, because there's going to be a two, four, six, a two, four, eight, and eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eight, three, once, once you get to that, once yeah, you, once you have at least point, three, it's going to be really good. It's broken. You get over that, it's going to be busted. Yeah. Honestly, three creatures is not hard to do, it's in, in the right kind of deck. Right. Even with Rabble Master, like that's like two creatures on a card each, and then every turn it's a creature, like right. a creature. Like yeah, easy. You have that in literally two turns. I like the artwork on this, too. Yeah, it looks sick. It's just like a devil wearing the valet uniform and the guy's <laughs> handing him the hammer. <laughs> it's a big-ass, like, like Luxodon Warhammer-looking thing from, like, yeah. what was that? <laughs> I forget what set that was from, but yeah. Mirrored I love it. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Horde Hauler. It is three red for a 5-5 five five vehicle artifact. Uh, trample... Whenever Horde Holler enter, or, sorry, whenever Horde Holler deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token for each artifact they control, and it has crew three. That's a lot of treasures. Uh, so, it is a lot of treasures. Well, but it could they be have a lot to of have. Treasures. They have yeah. to have artifacts. artifacts. So, so situationally, yes. Yeah, but I feel Still, like it's four for a five five. Dockside, because Dockside, you know, is everybody. Isn't it? Or it might just be mm -hmm. opponents, and you're usually getting like four to eight tokens with that. So with this, you're yeah. probably going to average like two, one or two, every attack mm -hmm. tokens, and it's still a five-five trampler. It's pretty good. Yeah, five-five trample on itself is not bad. I think it's pretty good. And I crew know. three's well, I'd have to play not hard. It more and see. Yeah, crew three's not crew hard. Crew three, crew three isn't too bad. Yeah. 
This could be pretty yeah. good, I think. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad card. Next up, we got Jaxus the Troublemaker. Three and a red for a 2-3 legendary creature, Human Warrior. Has pay a red, tap it, discard a card. Create a token that's a copy of another target creature you control. It gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card. Sacrifice at the beginning of the next end step. Activate this to sorcery. And then it has Blitz, which basically gives that ability to it. Yeah, so one red for the Blitz cost. Yeah, so you could Blitz this in for two, and then... <laughs> So for th- and then immediately activate it to make another copy of something else. So you could three mana, yeah. discard a card, make a copy swing. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad if you have something good to copy with an attack trigger or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's totally doable. Or something with a good die trigger, because then it's going to die, draw yeah. a card. Exactly. I mean, there's plenty of cards that do that. Uh, next up we have... Oh my god, this name is great. We have the Professional Face Breaker. <laughs> this set is amazing. Oh my god. So, the, the Professional Face Breaker is two and a red for a 2-3 creature human warrior with menace. Whenever one or more creature you control deal combat damage to a player, create a treasure token, sacrifice a treasure, exile the top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. This seems very Okay, good. that seems extremely Yeah, because <laughs> whenever you hit them with damage, you're going to get a treasure token, and then you can sack any treasure tokens you made, so if you have a treasure deck, you can just sack a treasure, mm-hmm. and then you, like, impulse draw. That's very good for red. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Because like the treasure token by itself is just, like, minutes. a mana, right? What's so that? you're basically treasure sacking a mana, a... yeah. Yeah, you're so just... you're sacking a mana to draw a card. Basically, yeah. Seems good to me. Yeah, it's good. This is good. This is going to go in, like, every red deck. It's probably going to be a staple in red or, deck. Or, no, it's not even draw a card. It's you literally play the card. That's even better. Well, it's you may. It's impulse draw. So you still have to pay for the mana right. for it to play it. Right. But, yeah, it's good. It's probably going to be a staple That's... in red decks. Oh, yeah. And any kind of red deck that has needs, like, some kind of, like, treasure engine like this. Like, that's... That's very good. And it's got Menace. I mean, it's pretty good. Yep. Right, next up, we got Structural Assault. Three red red for a sorcery. Destroy all artifacts. Then Structural Assault deals damage to each creature equal to the number of artifacts that were put into graveyards from the battlefield this turn. Okay, so it's literally a Shatterstorm and also kills creatures. Nice. Yeah, so you're blowing up all the artif- <laughs> all the structures. So you're blowing up all the artifacts, and then if, how many, depending on how many structures fell, that's how much damage is getting dealt to everything. That's awesome. That's a great card. So it's literally kill the artifacts, and it's a board wipe. If there's enough, you know. Yep. At least yeah, if you do could, some damage. Like, if you could hit, like, five, six artifacts with this thing, you're going to probably kill the board, That's too. most creatures, mm-hmm. for sure. This pretty good card. Um, next up we have Urabrask Heretic Praetor. Ooh, Praetor's back. Yeah, so uh, Urabrask is back. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, three red red for a 4-4 four, four that is a legendary Phyrexian Praetor creature. It has haste. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, the next time they would draw a card this turn, instead they exile the top card of their library, they may play it this turn. Okay, so imp- impulse drawing everybody, it looks like. 
Yeah, so it basically turns your opponent's draws into impulse draws, so they have to play it that turn or it stays exiled. But you get right. to draw your normal card and then also get an impulse draw. Oh, yeah, so it's you upkeep. Gain, right. Yeah, so you gain yeah. the impulse draw and everybody else's draw turns into it. So that's draw. even better. And it's a 4-4 haster. So it's a new Urbass. So if you're, playing, if you're playing against someone who has like a high cost like blue deck or something, this is very detrimental to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know how it's going to play yet because at first I thought it was very good. And then I thought it was just okay. I still think this is going to be good because it's basically netting you one card and it's slowing your opponents down because they have to play that card or they lose it. Um, I still think the older Basque is better, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's usually the way it goes, but... Well, and also, like, it might make them force them, like, fizzle spells, you know? It's like, oh, what if they draw a counter spell that there's nothing to counter? It's like, well... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the, la the last set we had Jinkataxis, the set before that was Vorinclex, now Urabask is yep. here. Now so that Urbask. means we got Shieldred and Elishnorn eventually. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, we didn't see Norn in the white cards, so... Well, I mean, the next two sets. They've been doing one a set for the last three. Oh, sets. I see what you're saying, yeah. So this is the third so one this, this is the Praetor for this set, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'll try it, see what happens. Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth a shot, for sure. I feel like it's very good card disruption. Like, a lot of decks rely on, like, specific like situational spells and things and this kind of wipes that out you know right all right next up we got widespread thieving two and a red for an enchantment with hideaway five uh whenever you cast a multicolored spell create a treasure token then you may pay wooberg one of each color if you do play the exile card without paying its mana cost Alright, so if you're playing a five-colored deck and you're playing big boys, well, there you go. Five well, just, costs, I, like... just the three-mana enchantment's pretty good. Whenever you cast a multicolor spell, you make a treasure. Helps you play more shit. Yeah, totally. That's that's pretty nice. For sure. Um, that's, uh... Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, I can play Kozilek for five. I can play Ulamog for five. <laughs> so, Red, I think know? the Arcane Bombardment's the best card. Oh, for sure. Um, Arcane Bombardment's very, very good. I think red barely um, beats out blue, but I still think white and black are the better two. White and black, yeah, no, it definitely hasn't beat those two yet. Uh, overall, pretty solid. Red's pretty solid. There's some good stuff in here. Red, red also gets uh, probably one of the best name cards ever. <laughs> the professional face freaker. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's the first time we've actually like cracked up reading a card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we are moving on to green. Uh, first card in green is Bootlegger Stash. It is five green for an artifact. Lands you control have tap create a treasure token. Ooh, this is interesting. Busted. That's very. This very is good. Uh, it, everyone's <laughs> talking about how busted this is and how this is basically like you basically just have infinite like. If you have any excess mana, you're like, sweet, got a bunch of treasure tokens. If you're playing, Literally, I need yeah. so many artifacts to win the game, sweet, make it to a bunch of treasure tokens. Like, it, this, it's just, this card is nutty. Okay. This is insane. Like, there's so many, like, just think of all of, like, the decks that just ramp up to a billion lands, and then it's like, oh, well, I, I'm just going to make it. Like, any lands you don't tap up, these are treasure tokens now. Ha ha ha. 
I have lotus petals galore. It's like, okay. <laughs> Seems good. Hold on, we have to yeah, you're good there. pause for a minute. Okay. <clears throat> Everything okay? Yeah, just my, my, my storage is full for my output. Oh. Uh, recording. <laughs> nice. Okay, we're back. All right, next card. Oh, yeah, so Bootlegger Sash, awesome card, really busted. Absolutely bonkers. I mean, it's literally it's literally whatever mana you don't use, well, you stash it for later. There you go. Uh, next up, we got Evolving Door, two in a green for an artifact. Uh, pay one and tap it, sacrifice a creature, Count the colors of the sacrifice creature, then suit your library for a creature card that's exactly that many colors, plus one. Exile that card, then shuffle. You may cast the exile card. Activate only as a sorcery. So... Birthing pot of color color, birthing, yeah, birthing pot of colors, but you still have to pay the mana yeah, to cast it? Seems seems real nice. <laughs> yeah, it's alright. Cheating stuff. I don't, like, I don't like that you still have to pay the mana to cast the card instead of just getting it into play. But Right, yeah. Still good. I mean, it's a way to get cards. So, Green, green likes that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Fight Rigging. It is two and a green for an enchantment with Hideaway 5, again. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Then, if you control a creature with power seven or greater, you may play the exile card without paying its mana cost. So, this is very much like how, like, Masaryk Bridge was. Because that was kind of a similar thing. Yeah, except for it was power ten or greater. But it was ten instead of seven. Yeah, but but it was between all of your things instead of... Yeah, well, this is creature. just a singular creature. It's still good. I like this card. Anything that pumps your stuff... It still gets a 1-1 every single turn, like, at worst. Pretty three nice. Mana. Like, three mana, put a 1-1 one, one on every turn. That's an okay card, so... Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, it's only one creature per each time, but, I mean, if you... I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a lot of creatures for that to be good. Yep. Just keep pumping the same one, honestly. Yep. Next up, we got the Gala Greeters. It's one and a green for a 1-1 Elf Druid with Alliance. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn. Put a 1-1 counter on Gala Greeters, create a tapped treasure token, or gain two life. Interesting. Okay. So this is just all around better than Essence Warden. Oh, totally. Because, like... You, you it play costs one, creature, one more. <laughs> one, yeah, you play one creature, you can get two life instead of one. You can play two creatures, you get a tap treasure token and something, or play three and you get all three abilities. Right. But it only counts creatures under your control instead of everybody. Right, so it's not everybody. Right. It's still good. Exactly. I think it's really good. Definitely good. Especially in an elf deck, and this itself is an elf, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any, any kind of elf deck is great. 100%. All right, uh, there we go. Next up, we have Titan of Industry. It is four green, green, green. So that is seven total for a seven, seven. You guessed it. Creature, th- that's an elemental. 
It also has reach and trample. When Titan of Industry enters the battlefield, choose two. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Target player gains five life. Create a 4-4 green rhino warrior creature token. Or put a shield counter on a creature you control. Oh my god, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. If you could flicker this, is really good. I love the artwork because it's like it's like an industrial building that's also like, got like arms and it's like animated. Yeah, into a it's creature. like a palisade giant or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, the modes, I hate that you can't choose the same mode twice because it'd be sweet to make two 4 4 rhinos when this came in. Right. Or gain 10 life or put two shield counters on or blow up two things. But just being able to do one or the other, you're probably most time, like in command, you're probably going to blow something up make and get a shield counter or blow something up and make a 4 4. Yeah. Oh, totally. Four four. If you can find it... on this, would be all right. I like that it has reach and trample too. Yeah, like it's not just a seven seven. It also has reach and trample. Like mm -hmm. that's pretty good for seven. That alone is good. It's good. Yeah, not if great, you have, but yeah, if... yeah, the ability. But yeah, if, if you have a way to like, uh, if you have a way to like, you know, bust the ETB, then this yeah, is if you cheat this out, this is good. Like, mm -hmm. paying 7, it's okay. Like, it's probably about yeah. the right value for it. But if you can cheat this out or, it, or abuse Or if you can ETB, make it happen more than yeah, once. Like, like Conjure's Closet this ETB. thing over and over. Oh, yeah. Flicker <laughs> Wisp. Yeah. You know, one of the many ways to flicker shit, this is the target right here. This is, yeah. this is really good. Or if you just good. played in Elementals, you have Yarrick out, this is going to trigger again. Yeah. <laughs> Copy the ETB. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, seems good. Definitely. Uh, next up, we got Topiary Topiary Stomper. One green green for a 4-4 Vigilance Plant Dinosaur. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle. But you can't attack or block unless you have seven or more lands. Interesting. Okay, so you got to have the lands to support them, basically. Yeah, So, but it's still three <laughs> for a 4-4 Vigilance. Put it, so it's three mana ramp. So it's three... Uh, Mana, uh, rampant growth, but you also have a four-four vigilance body, and if you have seven lands, then he's actually matters. He's in play. He's relevant. Yeah, not bad. Uh, it's okay. I wouldn't call this amazing. It's basically good. you're paying it's one extra for a rampant growth. It's pretty good because you're gonna play this, and you're gonna have four then for sure. When you but then when you get to right. seven, he's relevant. Exactly. Which in green. And it's if you have a way, to, if you have a way to flicker them, you're just going to get a shitload of lands. Oh yeah. So. If you can, again, ETB, uh, <laughs> ETB chasing. Yep. Always nice. Uh, I like the bad. artwork too. The artwork's cool. It's, like yeah, a it's, it's just plant a huge dinosaur. plant dinosaur. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Going through a town. It's yep. awesome. Stomping things. All right. Uh, next up, we have a planeswalker. Da 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 da. Uh, Vivian on the hunt. Uh, she is four green green for a legendary planeswalker named Vivian. Comes into play with four uh, loyalty counters. Uh, her first ability is plus two. You may sacrifice a creature. If you do, search your library for a creature card with, with mana value equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's mana value. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Plus one, mill five cards, then put any number of creature cards milled this way into your hand, and minus one, interesting, create a 4-4 four, four green rhino warrior creature token. 
So basically, he doesn't necessarily have an alt, just three decent abilities. Yeah, three good abilities. Um, I think they learned from Oko by making this cost six. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah no pluses. shit. But uh, <laughs> I, I, so the first part is Birthering Pod, basically, and you're yeah, adding two. It literally is. Um, yeah. But the plus one is super good from like my Carador deck because you mill. I five, feel like any creature-based can... deck, you're gonna play everything. Unless yeah. you are unlucky and hit lands or something. Yeah, well, it's I like the I like it in Kirador because like if I plus one, I mill five, and it's put any number of those creatures into your hand. You don't have to put them in your mm-hmm. hand. So I could be like, oh, I'm gonna put all these ones I could play in my hand, all the big things in the graveyard to reanimate. You know, right? Exactly. Um, and then if you're behind, you can just make four four rhinos to block for. Them. You just make so, big dudes. Yeah, I mean four four is a pretty four four is a pretty solid number. For yeah, sure. it's definitely a f- solid stat line, and you could do that four times. Yeah, so yeah, that's not bad. I mean, yeah, and then you could sack the like... rhino. Well, you could sack the rhino for two more counters if it's only the one drop in the. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like four is kind so. of that sweet spot in Magic, where it's like it starts like that's where it's just on the threshold of becoming hard to deal with. Yeah. Because there's so many things that deal three, you know, bolt deals three or like this or that. Just minus three or whatever, you know. Four is like kind of like, sorry, it's like, oh shoot, I can't deal with that. So, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, pretty I good. Think Vivian's pretty good. Yeah, it's not, I don't not think it's bad. gonna be busted, but it's good, not broken, but it's it's a good, it's a good planeswalker. Uh, next up, we got Workshop War Chief, three green green for a rhino warrior with trample. It's a five three. When it enters the battlefield, you gain three life. And when it dies, you make a 4-4 green rhino creature token, and then it has blitz for 6, 4 green green. Oh, shit. Okay. So if you blitz it, you're going to get the 3 life and the 4-4, right? And attack with a 5-3 trample that turn. Yeah. So this is like the new Thrag Tusk, right? Like, it's just you gain 3 Pretty life much. and you make a 4-4. <laughs> Isn't that exactly what it was? For, <laughs> yeah, but you, you gained 5-5, five, five, made a 3-3 three, three when it died, I think. But I don't think it had trample. Okay, either. yeah. No, so, no, I don't think it this, does. Yeah, this is like the new Thrag Tusk, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is good. Awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, what do we think right. about green? That then? is green. Uh, I think green's pretty good. I think it's honestly better than uh, red. Was it red that was the weaker one? Or was that blue? Oh, that was that blue. Was, it was, that was blue is the weakest one. Yeah. I think green is up there think... with black and white. This is up there with black and white. I don't know if it's better than red because red had some pretty, uh, pretty busted cards, but this is pretty good too, honestly. I think blue is actually the weakest one, but so far, out of all the colors, or well, that is all the colors. Now we're on the multicolor, so yeah, I think surprisingly blue is the weaker one. That's unusual. Um, alright, uh, we are on to the multicolored cards, and there is a few of them, so here we go. Uh, first one we have is... Wait, why is this first in the order? What? Uh, Scheming Fence is first? Yeah, because it's white-blue. It's going by... Oh! Oh! Okay, okay, it's still doing the Wooberg thing. I gotcha. Okay, sorry. Continuing on, uh, I was just being stupid. Our first multicolored card is Scheming Fence. It is white-blue for a 2-3 creature human citizen. 
As Scheming Fence enters the battlefield, you may choose a non-land permanent. Activated abilities of the chosen permanent can't be activated. Scheming Fence has all activated abilities of the chosen permanent except for loyalty abilities. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to activate said abilities. Ooh. So it's a pithing needle that you can use. <laughs> I like. So a pithing needle is something that you can use it? Yeah. It's interesting. And, and if it's mana that you don't have, your mana lets you do it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. And it's also a 2-3. Yeah, that's good. I like. All right, next up we got uh, Even Heart Stabber. It's blue and a black for a 1-1 one, one bird assassin with flying. As long as there are five or more mana values among cards in your graveyard, it gets plus two, plus two, and death touch. And when he dies, you mill two and draw a card. Okay. Seems pretty good. Seems pretty good to me. Five mana values for it to have uh, three, three, and death touch. Yep. So it basically turns into a Nighthawk almost, except it's missing, what, lifelink, I think? Yep. Uh, and then if it dies... You mill two cards and then draw a card. So, hmm, yeah. That's yeah, pretty good. It's pretty decent. <laughs> Lots of decks, I think, can use a lot of these, uh, you know, engines here. So, I think it's pretty versatile. Uh, next up, we have Corpse Explosion. It is one black red for a sorcery as an additional cost to cast the spell. Exile a creature card from your graveyard. Corpse Explosion deals damage equal to that exiled card's power to each creature and each planeswalker. Ooh. This is, so this you... is a, a Diablo uh, move, Corpse Explosion. Oh, is it? <laughs> Blow up nice. corpses and deal damage to things, so now you're dealing damage you, to the corpse. You sacrifice the creature and it, yeah. and it blows <laughs> <Yeah>. up. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I like that flavor. It's great. It's, it's um, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> the, the flavor text... Well, that's one way to scatter her ashes. <laughs> <laughs> the f quote from the funeral director. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, all right, next up yeah, we got each a... And it's each creature and each planeswalker, too. Which, yeah, so it's like a That's pretty wipe. nice. That's, that's a board uh, wipe. For, next up we got wipe. another planeswalker. We got Obnixilus, the adversary. Ooh. Ooh so one black red, three mana. For three loyalty planeswalker, it has casualty X. The copy isn't legendary; it has starting loyalty X. So when you cast it, you sacrifice creature power X, and it becomes a copy of this that enters with that much loyalty. So if you nice. get rid of a creature with two power, it comes in with two loyalty. Seven power, you can alt right away. All right, you so the, <laughs> the plus one, the plus one is each opponent loses two life unless they discard a card, and then if you control a demon or devil, you gain two life. Then the minus two is create a 1-1 one, one red devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. And then the minus seven, target player draws seven cards and loses seven life. So Gristlebrand for the minus Gristlebrand. seven. Gristlebrand, nice. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's cool if you can if you could casualty for seven. Cause then you can literally you're gonna, just alt it. <laughs> you're going to alt the token and then still be able to plus this one. That seems really good. You have double planeswalkers, you know, because the casualty is a token that's not legendary. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid you this... have doubling season and you get you casualty oh and you get God. two. You get two with double double loyalty. You <laughs> draw fourteen cards, and th then you basically win the game. <laughs> yeah. 
Because he better be able to find an answer in 14 cards. This, he seems good. <laughs> if you can he seems it. very they, good. They definitely made sure to make his second ability minus because it only costs three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. If it wasn't, that would be broken. <laughs> this seems really good if you can cast if you can get the alt off with it. If you can, if you can casualty something with seven or greater, you are. I mean, otherwise, minus. otherwise, three mana and like they lose two life. You unless they discard a card is whatever. <laughs> And then you gain two life. If you have a devil or a demon. If you have a devil or a demon, which... Which you could probably pretty easily get. Probably might have, yeah. especially with this set, because there seems to be a lot of that. Or you could just minus two to get the devil, so... Or that, yeah, and then, then you have it. Especially when you'll have a copy. Like, oh, I'll minus two on this one, get the devil, and then I'll plus one on the other one. You lose two, I gain two. Yeah, I like this. He seems very good. I wouldn't know if I wouldn't. I don't know if I call it busted, but it is a good place. He's definitely very good. I think by the He's end of the good. set, we'll be hating this guy. Really <laughs> yeah, I think this is gonna be played in a lot of stuff. Honestly. Next up, we have Black Market Tycoon. Uh, he is. Uh, it is red and green for a two-two cat rogue creature. At the beginning of your upkeep, Black Market Tycoon deals two damage to you for each creature, or sorry, for each treasure you control. Tap it to create a treasure token. Yeah, he's good. So, he makes a bunch of treasure, and then he makes a lot of treasure tokens, but you take damage from him. <laughs> yeah, but you just have to make sure you sack them all before your next upkeep. So mm -hmm. make sure you use them. <laughs> it's, a mana, it's a mana dork, and you can always sack him yep. off later if you don't want to take damage and keep the treasures. I like this card a lot. It's a really easy way to I also like that it's a cat wearing a suit. I know. It looks dapper. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> Flavor Text says he has exactly what you need. The question is how badly do you need it? Exactly. <laughs> like, is it going to kill you? <laughs> He's the black market tycoon. He's selling things in the black market. That's why you're taking damage for dealing with them, but you're still making mm -hmm. treasures. All right. Next up is Park Heights Pegasus. It's, white, or it's green and a white. For a 2-1 Flying Trample Pegasus, uh, whenever he the Pegasus deals damage to a player, you draw a card. If it had two or more creatures enter the battlefield, if you had two or more creatures enter the battlefield under your control this turn. Right. Okay, so you had to play two creatures and then attack with this 2-1 Flampler to draw a yep. card. It's alright. Doable. It's I, mean, I like the this. easiest two thing. for a two one flying trample is pretty good. That's nice. It's not the like ability's you know, a little hard. Huge. Unless you're playing tokens. Ability is harder to pull off, but it does have two keywords, so it's not bad. I mean, trample isn't necessarily like the best keyword when it's only two power, but I mean, yeah, you can pump it. You know, it's green. <laughs> yeah. Green finds a way. And you know, I'm sure token decks will like this. So. Yep. Um, next up we have Obscura Ascendancy. It is white, blue, black for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a spell, if its mana value is equal to one plus the number of soul counters on Obscura Ascendancy, put a soul counter on Obscura Ascendancy. Then create a 2-2 white spirit creature token with flying. As long as there are five or more soul counters on Obscura Ascendancy spirits you control, get plus three, plus three. So the first time you have to cast something that's one to get the first one 
Right, it's got to be one or zero if you have like soul ring or something. Yeah. Or not soul ring if you have like a mana mana pedal or something. Um, no wait, you can play something for one. One plus one would be two. So you have to play something for zero first, right? Oh, so it does have to be zero. Okay. And then you have to play something for one, then two, then three, then four, then five. Right. Or then four, and then you'll have the five. Because this doesn't come in with any, it doesn't look like. Correct. Yeah. So you so have yeah, to have something that costs zero. You have to have something that costs zero. You have to really build around this. Yeah, this is going to be and then you get, do, honestly. And then all of your... <laughs> Your four spirits you made. Because there's not a ton of things that cost zero, per se. Yeah. <laughs> you have to build At least that this. you would normally play in a deck. Like, oh, yeah, I'll play my, like, you know, Ornithopter. Yeah, sure. Like, okay, right. artifacts. <laughs> this is definitely a build-around card. Um, yeah, I think you, you got to really Obscura, want it. Obscura is one of the three-color tribes, so I think they made an ascendancy mm -hmm. for all of them. And this one, so far, I'm guessing is going to be the worst one, but who knows? <laughs> Yeah, it's see unless there's like the other uncommons and like commons that uh, really push toward this. I don't know because I haven't really looked at them, but eh, it seems hard to pull off to me. Yep. Yeah, you really you have to really want it. <laughs> yeah, you have to at least be able to get that first one on there, and then like you can just pull it right After that, it's not too hard. Yeah, yeah. but that first one's gonna the, be the first one. one that's gonna be the hardest one. Uh, next, we got Obscura Interceptor. It's one, and then white, blue, black for a three-one Cephalid Wizard with Ooh, Flash and Lifelink. When it enters the battlefield, it conveys, and then when it conveys this way, return one target spell to its owner's hand. Hmm. So it's Venser, but you also get to convey. Yeah, pretty nice. Or connive, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever the hell that word is. <laughs> Um, it's basically a Venser that costs black and white. <laughs> that also connives or whatever. The yep. So you could, is. and so best case scenario, your or you know most likely scenario, you're flashing this in, bouncing their spell to their hand, and make this will be a four-two with lifelink on your turn. Mm -hmm. For four. Minutes. Not bad. Not bad. Next up, we have Raphine Scheming Seer. Uh, it is white, blue, black for a 1-4 legendary Sphinx demon creature. Uh, it has flying and ward 1. Whenever you attack, target attacking creature connives X, where X is the number of attacking creatures. Right. Yeah, so this seems really good as a... You could build a, a commander deck around this, people are talking about. Uh, oh, where you're totally. just going to swing yeah. with things and you're going to be looting like crazy. Yeah, so, loot, loot, so loot, loot, loot. much looting. Loot, and then loot, you could play loot. you could play like Madness cards or that new card from the last mm -hmm. set that whenever you discard a card you could play it like shit like that. So you could just build this is a nice this is a nice cheap commander too. Like, yeah, and it's still a one four with flying ward one. So and it's war one. So and you don't have to attack with this. You can attack with anything. So yeah. Yes, any so creature. A, you can make a token deck and just keep swinging with six creatures to draw six, discard six. <laughs> yeah, so. seems good. <laughs> this, I, f I feel like this can snowball hard. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Tolu's Tulas, the Clever Conductor. It is hybrid white-blue, so white or blue, a blue, hybrid black or blue. So you can play three blues, white-blue-blue, blue, white, blue, black, 
or blue blue black for this is this what is a shadow more <laughs> yeah. it's a okay. three one legendary creature human rogue uh when it enters the battlefield you convey or connive so you'll draw a card discard a card if it's a non-land card you put a one one counter on this and then whenever you discard one or more cards exile them from your graveyard and then when he dies put all the cards exiled with this into their owner's hand so this is a way with that last guy that everything you mm -hmm. discard is going to get exiled and then you'll get them back yep what I also forgot about the last guy is you connive X, so when you discard the six cards that they're all non-lands, you'll get six 1-1 counters that make your dude huge, and you get a Voltron that Exactly. Way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is good as a commander, too, I think. I'd say so, yeah. It's uh, very it's interesting, because you, you could play this as for three, like a different bunch of different ways. It's basically, it's going to be three mana. Like, if you're playing in those three colors. Very interesting card. I like it. Yeah, this is that's cool. Uh, all right. So, uh, next up, we have Void Rend. It is white, blue, black for an instant. This spell can't be countered. Destroy target non-land permanent. Yeah, this is uh, what I was reading is so, one of the going to be one of the most saltiest cards in the set because very three man, three mana destroy anything and uh, can't they can't countered. counter it. This is like a better abrupt decay. That costs one more. <laughs> yeah, except for it's you know white, blue, and black, so you have to have those three colors. Right, it's not Golgari. Yeah, you have but, to be uh, playing these three colors, and you have to be. But if you're playing like a five color deck, four color deck, you, you can play these three colors. This. You're gonna play this. In but yeah, it's a, it's an abrupt decay that that is a different color suit that costs one more that can destroy anything. <laughs> it seems nice. Yeah, uh, this when this is played against you, you're gonna absolutely hate whoever you're playing against. Yep, I was reading this is gonna be one of the cards people are saltiest against. People are gonna hate this card. Oh, blue man. players are gonna be like, "What the hell?" Yep, pretty much. Uh, next up, we got uh, Evelyn the the Co Covetus. It's two in a hybrid blue black black and a hybrid black red. So you can play two black, 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 two blue, black, black, or two blue, black, red, or black, black, red, two. Uh, so anyways, it's a uh, 2-5 legendary vampire rogue with flash. When he enters the battlefield or another vampire enters the battlefield in your control, you exile the top card of each player's library with a collection counter on it. And then once each turn, you may play a card from exile that has a collection counter on it. If it was exiled by an ability you controlled, and you may spend mana as though it were any color to cast it. Okay. So basically, you put collection counters on things. So you're collecting you your them. your enemies' uh, assets, and then you're you collecting your cards basically. too. But yeah, you're collecting everyone's yes. cards when it or another vampire enters, so you can play them. Nice. It's pretty good. Like it. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Hostile Takeover. It is two blue, black, red for a sorcery. Up to one target creature has base power and toughness 1-1 one, one until end of turn. Up to one other target creature has base power and toughness 4-4 four, four until end of turn. Then Hostile Takeover deals three damage to each creature. <laughs> So you're like, okay. you're like, all right, 
your big thing's a 1-1, my weak thing that I want to live is a 4-4, and now I'm going to deal three damage to everything. And now everything it's a hostile dies. takeover. Aha, <laughs> my 1-1 took over your board. That is really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I love it. I, I love I love this. This is this is this is, this is just one of those silly cards. The flavor text is Omnixilus smiled. It had been over one thousand years since his last conquest, and then he took over <laughs> a building or city or something in the picture. Yeah, uh, that's, that's good. Fun. I like I like that. It's a little pricey for what it is because it's five <laughs> to do that, but eh, you know. Yeah. If you're playing blue, black, red, I guess, you know, then there you go. <clears throat> All right, next up is the other really salty card. Everyone's going to be salty oh, when yes. you play, you play this. Uh, four uh, Grixis, so four and then blue, red, and black, so Grixis colors, for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature vampire demon noble. So when Lord Xander, the collector, enters the battlefield, target opponent discards half the cards in their hand, rounded down. When he attacks, defending player mills half their library rounded down. And when he dies, target opponent sacrifices half the non-land permanents they control rounded down. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so what I'm is saying, this garbage? <laughs> I was saying if this is your commander, people will hate you. Um, people will hate you so much. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Mitch is over there like, Oh, he costs seven. You're never going to play it. He's going to suck. So now I just want to put him in a deck, Elvish Piper him in, and just target him with all the abilities and be like, now what do you think of this guy, you fucker? <laughs> There's got to be a way you can cheat him in. Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is make him enter the field, and then your opponents are going to absolutely hate you. Yeah, because, okay, one guy's going to lose half their hand when he comes in. And then if you get the swing with it, they're milling half their deck. But if it doesn't, they're still sacking half their shit. Whoever kills it. So. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, tar yeah, it's target opponent sacrifices. So uh, you choose yeah. too. Yeah, but you're going to choose whoever remo is removing it. Mo most most likely, yeah. I mean, so unless uh, they have like, I mean, swords like exile works against it. So then you're just going to discard yeah. half their hand, but. So worst case, it's you know seven six six that's going to discard someone's hand for seven mana, which that kind of feels bad. So you're definitely going to want to try to cheat this in somehow. There's so many ways you can like. Well, we've really been seeing cards with like birthing pot effects on them. Like, right. There's going to be ways to cheat it in, even in standard. Yeah. <laughs> and not to mention like commander and the other sets that have so many ways to do it, like. Yeah, yeah I mean, cheating. even flickering this isn't that bad because you can just keep making people discard half their cards. Yeah, make them discard your hand. Like, oops, <laughs> oops, oops, sorry. Oh, do you hate so, yeah, this now? If, oh, if oh, do you hate gets this yet? This... Slime closet, slime closet, flicker wisp, flicker wisp. <laughs> if someone gets this and it starts uh, working, goes off against them, then yeah, people are going to be really salty. This just snowballs hard. Like, mm -hmm. If this gets to do anything, it's any kind of foothold, your opponents are screwed. <laughs> In draft, yeah, this, this card is. This is when this card is awful. All right, well, that, that's a thing. I will hate the day I have to play against that card. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Maestro's Ascendancy. It is blue, black, red for an enchantment. Once during each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard by sacrificing a creature in addition to paying its other costs. 
If a spell cast this way would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. Yeah, so this is basically you can sack any dude to flashback something. That's pretty good. Yeah, so literally your stuff has flashback. Mm-hmm. Seems good. It's better <laughs> than the other ascendancy we saw so far. Way better. Way better. <laughs> Way better. This is actually useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, your colors, like so you're going to be sacking creatures probably. I like I like things my my spells having flashback. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> For three. This seems really good. Seems good. Uh, next up, we got the Maestros Diabolist. It's Grixis, so uh, blue, black, red. For a one-four vampire warrior with death touch and haste, and whenever he attacks, if you don't control a devil token, you create a tapped and attacking one-one devil creature token. With when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. It's not bad. Three for a one four death to chase that makes one ones. Yeah, the baby maker. It's pretty good. Not bad at all. Yeah, one four. That's a good PT. Yeah, especially with a death touch guy. (laughs) That's that's hard to deal with. Yeah, because yeah, his death touch makes makes the one irrelevant. Like oh, and he so you're basically gonna have a one four death touch attacking and a one one attacking right away. Yeah. So. It's really good if you were playing, like, Grixis Aggro deck in Constructed. Mm-hmm. You could play it's, four yeah. of these in Standard. Grixis has really some good. nice stuff in this set, man. I, I'm, liking the, I'm liking their colors. Uh, all right. Next up, we have... Agnes the Dragon's Lash. Uh, it is one hybrid black-red, red hybrid, red-green. So, red-red-red, black-red-red... Red, red, green. 3-3, uh, three, three, legendary creature, Vyashnio Warrior. It has haste. Whenever a creature you control with haste attacks, create a tapped creature token. Treasure token. Or, sorry, tre- treasure token. My bad. That's really good, because you swing <laughs> with really a treasure token, and if you build, like, a haste tribal deck, you're going to get a shitload of treasures. Yeah. So and you yep. can use them as the commander for that, too. Like, shitload oh, of treasures deck. All of the treasures. Seems good. Like, a creature would control with haste, so it has to be a specific. Yeah, but you could play, you could play like, just anything that gives all your creatures haste. And then, oh, yeah, there's plenty of cards that do that. Especially in red. Especially in commander. Shit, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, seems good. Just all the treasures. I like works. the artwork on this, too. Looks cool. Yeah, it looks sick. I would love to have this, like, as, like, an art piece, honestly. The art in this set has been, like, on point. Honestly, it's really good. Uh, Next up, we got the Riveteer's Ascendancy. So it's black, red, green for an enchantment. Uh, Whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may return to your creature card with lesser mana value from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Do this only once each turn. Okay, that's good too, right? That's way better than the first one. Yeah, what were they thinking that first one? That first one was terrible. The first the one's two terrible. So the other two have been so much better. <laughs> like they don't have this weird specific thing you have to freaking you have to use it. Like, oh no, it's just your shit does this, or yeah. your shit does that. Just, like, oh, you yeah, sacrifice that's what it shit, be. you get shit back. Sweet, or your shit has flashback. You sack a dude. If you have both of these <laughs> okay. in your deck, you got you sack a creature, you get a creature back, and then you flashback something. If you play both of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's very doable. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to splash blue. Yeah. <laughs> like it. I like it a lot. 
All right, next we have Unleash the Inferno. It is white, black, red, green, or sorry, one black, red, green for an instant. Unleash, unleash the Inferno deals seven damage to target creature or planeswalker. When it deals excess damage to the, uh, when it deals excess damage this way, destroy target artifact or enchantment and an opponent controls with mana value less than or equal to that amount of excess damage. Yeah, so most of the time you're gonna try and play this so that it's four mana, kill a thing and an artifact and enchantment. So kill two yep. things for four. That's not bad. That's pretty good for four. Like, that is the best case scenario, but very doable. A commander seems pretty easy, because, I mean, if they have, like, mm -hmm. a 6-6 six, six dude out, you just kill that and blow up their soul ring that they probably have, so. Yep. <laughs> like, six or less is pretty common as far as, like, especially nuisance creatures go, so it seems good. Uh, next up, we got Ziatora's Envoy. One black, red, green for a Vashino Warrior 5-4 with Trample. When it deals combat damage to a player, look at the top card of your library. You may play a land from the top of your library or cast a spell with mana value less than or equal to the damage dealt from the, the, damage dealt from the top of your library without paying its mana cost. If you don't, put that card in your hand. Okay, so you deal five damage to it. Look at the top card. And you can play a land or cast something that costs five or less for free, otherwise you draw it. And then it has Blitz, which means you can play it with haste and you sack this at end turn for two black, yeah. red, green. You literally pay one more mana to Blitz it. <laughs> that yeah, seems good. Haste. I feel like it's better not to Blitz, blitz this guy, but yeah. just because 5-4 Trampler that can keep doing that seems good. It does seem good. Mana. That's a pretty good card, man. I like him. I like the artwork on this too, and I like that they're making yeah. Vashino Warriors again because I haven't seen. Yeah, I know we like haven't seen Vashino Warriors in how long? Like, <laughs> yeah, a like we're talking old magic. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, next page. We thought we were done, but oh no, there's more. <laughs> yep, there's more. There's a lot of multicolored cards. In this there's thing. a lot more. There's so many multicolored cards. Next up, we have Ziatora the Incinerator. Three black, red, green. For a 6-6 six, six legendary demon dragon creature with flying. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, Ziatora the Incinerator deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target, and you create three, three treasure tokens. Oh my. Yeah, this guy right. is awesome. I love dragons, and I love that he's a demon dragon. <laughs> And I like yep. that sacrifice and makes treasure deals damage and makes treasure tokens. So it's a sack outlet, deals damage, and creates treasure tokens. And gives you mana. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and it's, it's a six six flyer. And it's a six six flyer for six. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> seems good to me. Playing this, this in a this, dragon deck, I'm playing this in a treasures deck, I'm playing this in a sacrifice deck. This has so much versatility, like holy crap. You can play this as a commander if you want as well. This is just a bomb, too. I mean, like, it works yep. in so many ways. This is a good card. Uh, next up, we got Carabret Cabretti Ascendancy. Red, green, white. So, Naya colors. But enchantment, or Cabretti colors, I guess, because that's the family of this set. Wow. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. If it's a creature or planeswalker card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. If you don't, put the card into your hand. You may put it on the bottom of your library. All right. 
So you look at the top card, if it's a creature or planeswalker, you can choose to reveal it, put it in your hand. Or you can leave it on top. Or you can just put it on the bottom. So you're filtering what you're drawing. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that's way... The, for still, the first one is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <The> <laughs> I other, don't know what the hell other, that first... These other three have been fantastic. Like, I would play Wait. all of them. I'm going to play this one, too. <laughs> Please tell us in, like, the comments or something if we're, like, misunderstanding how that first one works, because it just seems so much worse. Yeah, it seems so like, bad. Holy crap. <laughs> like, yeah, this seems good. It's basically, like, it reminds me of, like, Abundance or something like that, but instead of choosing what you're drawing, you're just kind of looking like, ooh, is this what I want? Oh, no, it goes back. Or, is this what I want? No, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe I should go back to that one and read it again. Yeah. <clears throat> Where is it? Something ascendancy. Oh, it's one of the ascendancies. Yeah. Cast a spell if its mana value is equal to one plus the number of soul counters on this. Put a soul counter on it. They created two. Yep, that we read it right. It just sucks yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion, yeah, that one's the worst one because unless there's something I'm missing, but the way I'm like, it doesn't it, it's come horrible. into play with a soul counter on it, as far as I know. Oh, so it, it has to have one, so it has yeah. to be something with zero. Yep, you like, have to play zero okay. and then one, and then it's just unless there's a lot of zero cost cards in this set, I don't see how that's going to work so. well. Yeah. yeah, okay. Anyway. Moving on. I digress. <laughs> this card's good. I'm going to play the, all the sentences except for that first one so far. Yes. That one is very good. The other sentences have been excellent. So I don't know what the hell they're thinking with that one. Anyway. <laughs> next card is Fleetfoot Dancer. It is one red, green, white for a 4-4 elf druid creature with trample, lifelink, and haste. That's a lot of keywords for four. That's a lot of keywords cards. for four. <laughs> it is an elf, too. Yeah. Seems good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's three colors, but uh, if you're playing those three it's colors... Not, it's not fantastic, but it's not bad. No, so. I mean, three three keywords on a 4-4 four four isn't bad, honestly. Yeah, it's not broken, sure, but uh, I think next, it's pretty decent. Yeah, next up we got Incandescent Aria. Uh, red, so Naya, red, uh, green, white, sorcery. Uh, deals three damage to each non-token creature. So kills everything but tokens. Hello, uh, token deck removal. <laughs> yeah. Token decks like things that don't blow up their stuff. No, wait, you have a Naya token deck. You can put this in it. Uh, mm -hmm, I do. I think this is going to be an addition. <laughs> this is way better than some of the boy wipes that are in that deck. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, I think well, I would like to They all have big things, and it's like whatever, but... Yeah, the, well, if, if that's the case, then I'm probably not doing well anyway, but, yeah. you know. Um, next up, we have Jetmir Nexus of Revels. It is one red-green-white for a 5-4 legendary cat, de cat demon creature. Interesting. Creatures you control get plus one plus O oh, and have vigilance as long as you control three or more creatures. Creatures you control also get plus one plus O oh, and have trample as long as you control six or more creatures. Creatures you control also get plus one plus O oh, and have Double strike as long as you control nine or more creatures. This wants to be in a token deck. Yeah, this is token deck as well. <laughs> uh, you have nine creatures. You're getting plus three, plus zero, oh, vigilance, trample, double strike. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's, it may as well be a chroma. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's a it cat costs demon. four. 
It's a cat. He has four. Yeah, he has four. You could play him as a commander too. Yeah, you could. Honestly, this wouldn't be half bad as a commander, to be honest. It's a cat demon. I don't think he looks that much like a cat to me, but, you know. No. Looks more like a demon. He looks like a dude. <laughs> like a demon dude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barely okay. he's a cat, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good card, though, in the right kind of deck, honestly. I mean, he does have, like, claws, so, like, cat claws. Yeah. So. Uh, he's more demon decks... than cat. <laughs> Token decks are gonna like this. Just yeah, token or really deck. anything creature based. Anything creature based. Like the three creatures you're creatures. gonna get most of the time. I mean, would you play four mana for a five four that just gives plus one plus zero and vigilance this time? That's pretty good. Too. It's pretty decent, I think. Yeah, I think, I think if you're playing you those to, colors, yeah. If you get to six, that's where you want to be. Nine, you're just gonna win. Nine's just busted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the right situation, it's good. Uh, next up, we got Ginny Faye Jetmere second. Uh, it is hybrid red green, a green and hybrid green white. So it's red green green, green green green, red green white, or green green white, for a three three legendary creature elf druid. If you would create one or more tokens, you may instead. Create that many 2-2 green cat creature tokens with haste, or that many 3-1 green dog creature tokens with vigilance. Okay. So anytime you create tokens, you can choose to make 2-2s or 3-1s with vigilance, or 2-2s with haste instead. So if you would make treasure tokens, you can make creatures instead. If you make yep. clue tokens, you can make creatures instead. If you make 1-1s, you can make 2-2s or 3-1s. So it seems pretty good. It seems pretty good, honestly. Yeah. It's literally just like we've been seeing a lot of those, a lot of cards that create treasure tokens. Well, you can create an army now. Yeah, you can create an army instead of treasure tokens. That <laughs> seems good. Yeah. And like Clue Tribals getting support as like a commander deck, you could put this in there instead of Clue tokens. You're making creatures. Yep. So you're making two twos or three ones. You know. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty good. Two twos with haste if it's your turn. If it's not your turn, you're going to make three ones, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. And, and the fact that they're versatile, too. Like, that's just awesome. That's another thing with that. If you got that cat guy, too, because he's also in these colors. The one that yeah, makes the treasure is. token. You could tap, yeah. make a 2-2 two, two, or a 3-1, and then you'll never take damage from him. Yep. So that's a good combo right there. <laughs> it's a really good combo. <laughs> turn two, and then this is your turn three play. <laughs> Yeah, and then you have an army and you win the game because you just snowball like a crazy yeah. man. <laughs> All right, uh, next up we have the Broker's Ascendancy. It is green, white, blue. It's an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. This is also very good. <laughs> yeah, so from our understanding, four out of five are fantastic, and the fifth one... Four out of five are great! What in the heck were you thinking there? I don't know right? what they were thinking on the other one. Because, like, even if you build around that, you still just have a bunch of five-fives. Like, the like, yeah. you think it's plus three plus three? Like, okay, whatever. Like, sure. Okay. Everything else, all these other ones are better. Well, and it was, a, it was a specific tribe, too, wasn't it? It was, like, your yep. spirits or something. Yeah, spirits, yep. It's like... So unless you're okay. spirit tribal and you can play, use it's that just card. It's so weird. No. Yeah. 
All right. All the rest of these are good. This that is way not. better. Say, like, oh yeah, you hit, you like creatures? They get plus one plus ones. You like planeswalkers? They get loyalty counters. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. here you go. And it costs three to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it seems good. It's like literally proliferation on your end step. Like, yeah. All right, next up we got Endless Detour, which is Bant. So uh, green, white, blue. For an instant, the owner of target spell, non-land permanent, or card in a graveyard puts it on the top or bottom of the library. So you can okay. bounce something that they cast to the top or bottom of their deck. You can bounce something and play to the top or bottom of their deck or you can just pick something in someone's graveyard or your own graveyard to put on top of your li library or bottom yeah that seems pretty good seems very versatile Say, oh yes good. i'd love to put this big creature back on I, top of my deck I, yeah i like <laughs> this because it's three basically three mana removal right but it is in yeah. the in the scenario where you're not going to play it as removal like you're way ahead or something you could just put something good on top yeah, of your deck put some on your deck and it's not black. It's literally reborn without black. You know? Yep. I mean, green does have a little bit of that, but not nearly as much. So it's pretty nice for these colors. Um, next and up, The people have... in this car, by the way, are on an endless detour because the uh, text says, after diverting around the 11th construction barrier, the taxi driver began to suspect they were being herded into a trap. <laughs> <laughs> so all the detour signs. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Got the flavor of this is just amazing. I, I love this flavor so much. Next card, we have Falco Spara Pact Weaver. It is one green, white, blue, so bant. Uh, three, three legendary creature. That's a bird demon. It has flying and trample. Falco Spara. Uh, Pact Weaver enters the battlefield with a shield counter on it. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may cast spells from the top of your library by removing a counter uh, from a creature you control in addition to paying their costs. There are, this, sorry, there are other costs. Yeah, this is super good. This is like literally like, what was that Sphinx that lets you look at the top card? And then you can also play it. <laughs> yeah, so this is, oh, you look at the top card, you can play it if you remove a counter. So like, let me tick down one of my one ones. Yeah, and she has a shield counter, so like you can remove it. You can you remove the shield counter? Do it once anyway. Like, so play stuff from the top. You know, it's really good in the counters deck. And worst worst case scenario, this is a four four for a three three flying trample and a shield counter. Mm -hmm. Like that's Pretty at good. the very minimum. That's good. That's a good good. That alone is like a good card. Like, yeah, these cards have been pretty hefty, man. Yeah, some of them have been pushed. <laughs> yeah, this is some good shit. Uh, next up, we got Rigo, the Streetwise, the Streetwise Mentor. It's hybrid white, right, blue, green, or white, and hybrid blue, white. So it's green, yep. white, white, or white, 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 or green, white, blue, or white, white, blue. Uh, it's a two-two <laughs> cat citizen creature. It enters the battlefield with a shield counter on it, and whenever you attack a player or planeswalker. With one or more creatures with power one or less, you draw a card. Looks All good right. in token decks. Yeah, it is. So you just swing with your one ones and draw cards. And you just draw cards. And it only has to be one bad. creature power one or less. So you could attack with a six six and a one one and you yeah. just draw a card. That, so. That's better than like mentor the meek, because you can later draw a fuck ton of cards in your combat phase. Like. Yep. 
Who cares if they Well, you only get one. You only get one. You only get one card no matter what because it's one or more. So oh, each oh it's one or more. One. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. Okay, not okay. So not. not but still, you could draw one every combat pretty much. Yeah. If you have a one one. Easy. Nice dry engine. Um. Next up, we have Soul of Emancipation. It is four green, white, blue for a five-seven avatar. When Soul of Emancipation enters the battlefield, destroy up to three other target non-land permanents. For each of those permanents, its controller creates a 3-3 white angel creature token with flying. So you destroy three problematic things. The downside is it does give them a 3-3 with flying. But, I mean, people, so many people are playing Beast Within and stuff anyway. Like, exactly. Does the flying like, do you mat, care? I don't think the flatter flying matters that much because you're probably getting rid of something worse. Or, if there's not anything bad on the field, blow up three of your own things. Make yeah, like, three, oh, you three, have three, three one ones. Oh, I get yeah. three three threes of flying, and a five-seven. Yeah, for seven. For yeah. seven. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad. No. I think it is mighty fine, though. Uh, next up, we have the meeting of the five. So the five clans meeting together. It is three white, blue, black, Red, green, so three and blue bird. Three you exile bird. the top ten cards of your library. You may cast spells that have exactly three colors from among them this turn. So anything that has three colors in it, you can cast. And then you add double blue bird, so ten mana, two of each color, to your mana pool. And you can spend this mana only to cast the spells with exactly three colors. This is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's... What, nine? Was that eight? Eight mana. Eight mana. And you can maybe cast three things from this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that good. I feel like is you're going to Is that more. worth... You have to really, like really build around it. I feel You have to really build around it, and I feel like it's not great. Because it has to be this exactly is very, three colors. Like, this if it was three or more, if it was three or more, you could just play it in a five-color deck and be all right. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Or if it was just any three cards, but it has to be exactly three colors. So you have to be playing a bunch of three-color pairs. Yep. Like it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that uh, Nick's Mizzet where you could play only the two color paired cards. Yep. Yep. But that's it's better three, because three. it's easier to play two color cards. Than two yeah, two color, color cards are far more common than three color so, cards. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, it's a myth. Yeah. We'll see how this plays. I don't. This if you one, pull I think it we off, have it's to... cool, but I think we really have to see how this works in reality before we can really yeah. say. But it seems hard to do. It might be all right in like draft if you're just playing five color, but yeah, in draft I feel like because you're probably because there's a lot of those three colored things. Yeah, you would that just draft as many three have. color things as you could. Yeah, but yeah, interesting concept, but um, yes, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Jury's out on this one, I think. Uh, and that's it for multicolored cards. A lot of sweet multicolored cards. Uh, yeah, most of the is, set is multicolored, like literally half the set. <laughs> Like so this will be a fun draft. Like Everyone will be playing two yeah. or three colors. Probably three or more colors. Probably, yeah, three I think is like the the number they want you to play, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, lots of fun stuff. The ascendancies, minus that one, are good. Um, and all the cards that their, could be commanders are good. All the legendary creatures are good. Uh, there's a couple new avatars. That's kind of cool. Yeah, There's definitely some like... Uh, oh, this can be a commander and be really yeah. good. <laughs> it's definitely a couple of those. Yeah, so now we just got uh -huh. a couple artifacts and some lands left here. 
All right, uh, so moving on to the artifacts, we have Getaway Car. It is three for a 4-3 vehicle. Has haste. Whenever Getaway Car attacks or blocks, return up to one target creature that crewed it this turn to its owner's hand. It has crew one. That's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. It's good to bounce, like, ETBs back to your hand. Yeah, this is great. We were talking about earlier how some of these had very cheesable ETBs. Well, there's a way to do it. And it's crew one for a 4-3. Yeah, 4-3 haste. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Next up we got Luxure Giada's Gift. Legendary artifact equipment that costs one. Uh, Equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each counter on it. And equipped permanent isn't a planeswalker. And as a creature in addition to its other types. So if you equip, and it has equipped Planeswalker for one or equipped to anything for three. So equip it to a creature, it gets one one for every counter on it. Equip it to a Planeswalker, it gets one one for every one of its loyalty counters. And you can still use its loyalty abilities, but it's also a, but it's a creature. Which is kind of cool. Interesting. So attach huh. this to like Nico Bolas and you got like a 7-7 seven, seven creature that can yeah. use its abilities. <laughs> that seems and it only costs mm-hmm. one, and it equips the planeswalkers for yeah. one. This is really good in any planeswalker deck. And this if you just have a counter matters deck, it's still pretty good in that because it's only mm-hmm. equipped three. That's what I get for like super, that's like made for super friends though. Like one yeah, this is like made for super friends for sure. It's bug. This yeah. card is really it costs good two to use. Yep. So really good. That's pretty decent. And you can still use the planeswalkers. Like why wouldn't you yep. want to do that? Like, yep. So that every time you plus, your creature's gonna get bigger. <laughs> Yeah, it gets bigger. (laughs) All right, and finally, we have Unlicensed Hearse. It is two for Star Star Vehicle. Tap it. Exile up to two cart... Yeah, exile up to two target cards from a single graveyard. Unlicensed Hearse power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards exiled with it. Crew two. This card is really, really good, I think. This is way better than... Everyone plays, uh, what's the artifact? Re- uh, the Relic. Yeah. That exiles one card by tapping it. This is yep. two mana. You can exile two cards from someone's graveyard every turn. And then if you ever crew it, you have a star it star is, equal to however many freaking cards bigger. you exile. He's big as hell. <laughs> like, in two turns, huge. this is a 4-4. Four, four. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is a good that's card. I like easy. this card. And it, it hates on all of my creature graveyard decks. Yeah, this hates on you. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good card. All right, well, that's our artifacts. Um, that uh, sword or whatever is Scepter. Yeah, good. that's the best one. Yeah, That's There's by far three the best ar- one. Three rare artifacts, but... Uh, the vehicles are fine. I mean, the, the, the hearse is like a better relic, as you said, and the getaway car yeah. is an easy, easily crewable 4-3 with haste, so it's not bad. Yeah, so, but the sword yeah, is overall, awesome. Yeah, that sword's very good. That's definitely the one to play. Uh, and then the last bit we got, uh, they reprint the last of the Triland cycle. So the ones that uh, didn't finally, exist thank God, they printed last of the Ikoria. So we got the Tri Fetchable Lands that also have cycling and intertapped. So we got Rafine's Tower, it's Plains Island Swamp. Xander's Lounge is Island Swamp Mountain. Zatora's Proving Ground is Swamp Mountain Forest. And Jetmere's Garden is Mountain Forest Plains. And Spa's Headquarters is Forest Plains Island. Uh, so, so I'll be picking these be... up because I have these deck color decks. I will be buying Jetmere's Garden because I've been waiting for a Mardu <laughs> one. Thank you, Wizards. Freaking finally. <laughs> I can finally put that in my freaking deck. 
Uh, yes. Naya, Obviously. This is not, you mean Naya. Naya is the Jet Muse card. Or, yeah. Right, right, yeah right, red, green, white. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, Twilands, very good. Fetchable. Love to see it, you know. Uh, yes, they come in and play tap because if they didn't, they would be absolutely broken. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> I love these lands. They were really and good. And they cycle. Yeah, you know, they what, cycle, what more do you want? And they're Trilands. And they're Trilands. Most Trilands would literally just be, oh, it comes in and play tap, and that's it. You know, these are very versatile. So, like that. Well, so uh, that is the set. Yeah, we did this it. is. Uh, thanks for uh, watching, listening. This is our first video podcast. You'll catch it on YouTube and yep. MTG. Sorry, I had I had a little activity behind me. I'm, unfortunately, I am in the common area of my apartment, so <laughs> I'll have to deal with that. But uh, uh, it was yeah, it was nice to do this, and we'll actually be able to see the cards we're talking about, which is also good. Um, as I said. I am very excited about this set. This this is fun. Yeah, uh, we're, I'm going. <laughs> I haven't been this excited about a set for a while. So I'm going to even, the even comic on Friday. So uh, if anybody <laughs> is going to be there, say hi. Heck yeah, we'll probably be at Lodestone. I'm guessing. So uh, yeah, are you playing yeah. James in that? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to because I'm going to have uh, company over this weekend. But I really want to. This I want to yeah. play with well, this set. If you, this set looks if you, fun. If you are gonna <laughs> let me know, because you, you probably want to pre-register, because they're, they're saying there's gonna be a wait list. So, oh yeah, I'm sure, well, like last time. looking about. I believe it. Like <laughs> at least, as I said, this is gonna be a fun set. And the commander well, thank cards, you so much. The commander cards are being spoiled uh, the next couple days here, so we'll probably do. Oh yeah, so we'll be uh, we'll definitely be looking at those once we uh, get our hands on them, <laughs> if you will. All awesome. Right, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks everybody. I always, uh, I always appreciate it.